This week's Cloudcast is brought to you by Momentum SI. Whether you want to migrate applications to the cloud, transform to enable DevOps, gain insight from big data, or accelerate your agile development, Momentum SI's strategy, consulting, and hands-on expertise can help you get there faster and with greater success. Check them out at MomentumSI.com. And now, on to the show. Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delt and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome back again to the Cloudcast, coming to you live here from Raleigh, North Carolina. And tonight, we're going to continue to keep digging into uh, the very cool SaaS ecosystem and the breadth of services that are really enabling robust web scale applications that are letting people uh, build cool applications without having to you know, spend a fortune on a bunch of complicated systems and so forth. And tonight we're really excited. Uh, the guys from Datadog are going to be here. Alexi Lequak is here tonight, so CTO and founder. Alexi, welcome to the show and uh, thanks for being on. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. So, you know, I'll start by saying I've, you and I haven't met, but I've met your team a number of times um, at some of the AWS events and a couple of things. Um, for folks who haven't seen what you guys do, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll kind of give you what, what my uh, kind of first impression was, and then I'd love to kind of get some background on how this got started. Uh, you sort of walk up to the tool and you're looking at it and you're going, uh, I have full visibility of all the pieces and parts of my applications, which is very cool. It's, a, it's got a monitoring aspect to it. It's got a collection aspect to it. And then you start digging into it and you go, wow, there's real-time analytics. There's historical analytics so I can see if there was problems. There's all this very cool collaboration capability built into it. So as you've got distributed teams, they can see if somebody deployed code and if there was a problem and they can correlate those things. And I, you know, the more I would see this stuff, I was like, it's really, really cool stuff. I don't know exactly how to classify it, but you know, my take is if you're an application team or an ops team and you're doing stuff uh, in the cloud, on the web, you need tools like this. Is that, is, is that a fair analysis? I, I don't know exactly how to classify what you guys do, but it's, it's, it, it's a really cool matchup of a lot of information that you have to have for visibility. No, I, Brian, I think, I think you nailed it. Um, the way, so the way I usually describe Datadog in a, in a very um, succinct way is to say, well, we do monitoring as a service, um, and that's yep. sort of the, the three-second pitch. Now, um, I'm going to give you a little bit of insight in, in how we got here, um, and hopefully that'll, that'll explain um, and sort of substantiate what you, your analysis. So um, back in 2010, that's when we, we got started, we had um, – so basically, my co-founder and I had already about um, six, seven years of experience running operations and and software development um, at a sort of at a, at a shop at a I'd mm-hmm. say you know more traditional um, web shop. Um, and what we what we were directly experiencing. So he was running software uh, software engineering. I was running op- so operations. Um, what we were seeing back then is um, that the the teams would not really work together, and one of the reasons why um, that would, you know, it was not really gelling is that nobody was really had one view into the, the data, into the performance, whether whether real time or, or historical. So you had, 
kind of the you know the the usual divide between operations with a ton of tools, um, but only access to very low level you know metrics and performance data, and then application developers really starve for uh, for performance performance metrics. Um, so you had and and that really got us to want to change that and to have a tool that. Book that is both useful for application developers and people who are in ops, and where everybody can look at the data, everybody can connect. Maybe what's happening in the app, what's happening on the web, you know, on the web tier, what's happening in the databases, what's happening with the CDN, and really build a, a comprehensive picture of of essentially the application. Because I think you know, ten, fifteen years ago, when when I got started in my career. Um, I remember you'd have you know maybe a rack or two um, of machines, in it, so that means you have a big database and a few web servers, and yeah. and that was it. Sort of the early days of the web, but now we're talking about hundreds or thousands of machines. It's completely distributed, and it's it's really hard to to manage. So what we set out to build is this place where you connect everything, basically all your data stores, your your applications, your um, your caches, your all the middle tier, everything. And then you can slice and dice the data either in real time or um, sort of in a historical fashion to be able to understand, you know, what's happening with my app. Yep. Yep. No, and, and I think that's very cool. I, we, we always love to have folks who who come on the show who, you know, basically their background is, hey, I was I was doing um, you know, as an operator, I was doing something specific uh, in, the, in, in sort of a previous life. Uh, I found a problem that was that was causing them issues. They started to build a tool, and they realized, you know, this this is a problem that that everybody has, or that a lot of people have, and they end up kind of being passionate about it and building it out into you know into a service just like this. So, it, to us, that's always very very cool because you know that. Um, you know, the, the scars that you have from having, you know, having to deal with these sort of problems or sort of become the DNA of, of the product that you build. And, and you can, you can sympathize with, you know, who become your sort of future customers and in, in your future, you know, community and so forth. Exactly. That's very well put. So, um, there's, I mean, there's a ton of things that you guys monitor. Um, and I guess I'm kind of curious. So, because because what you do is, you know, I mean, you, you know, like you said, at the core of it, it's a monitoring thing, but it it builds this picture. It builds, you know, it's got to use analytics. It's got to use a certain amount of predictive things, but it's got to use models. Like, what's what's going on behind the scenes to to kind of take all these disparate feeds and so forth, and present it in such a way that that it looks cohesive uh, to to those end users? I mean, what's the kind of what's the guts behind it without you know kind of giving away all the secrets? Um, now I'm totally cool with that. We you know we're sharing some of that. So the there there are two things that we do at a very fundamental level, which seem very simple, but actually are really unlock um, all you know this cohesiveness and allow you to draw a, a sort of complete picture. The first thing, which which is, which is totally obvious, but um, so was it really the genesis of Datadog is you want to have one timeline, so every single piece of data is indexed on the same timeline. And if you have separate tools, usually, I mean, I remember back in the day, I'd get, for instance, um, performance metric from a storage system that was collected every five minutes, and I'd get something else from another piece that was collected every minute. And I was 
I was pulling these uh, these data into Excel or R and trying to line them up, and and so it's it was very tedious and was you know obviously wasted a lot of time just to get to the answer is my storage you know backend causing an issue with with the app. So at a very basic level, you know, we, we put everything on the same timeline. And we do that, obviously, in the back end, but we'll also do that uh, visually speaking. So in the dashboards we present, there's one particular mode where you can look at metrics from all over the place. They're all on the same timeline. It's all synchronized. And that's very powerful to be able to find, you know, to look at correlation or obviously ideally find some causation between, oh, if somebody did something or somebody changed something and now the performance is much better or much worse. Right. Now, the, the other thing that, that we do, which is less obvious, but um, I think when people realize, start to, to use Datadog, they realize that um, you can basically unify sources or data coming from different sources by using tags. So, um, you know, there, there I said it, that's the secret sauce. Um, um, basically, any piece of data we get, we try to, so either you're going to tag, tag it, for instance, with this is the application ABC, it's version 14 of the software. So you, you're going to provide us with these tags. And in addition to that, we're going to uh, pull metadata and turn them into tags from the environment. Gotcha. For instance, let's say you're running on, you know, I don't know, public cloud like AWS. Um, any data that comes from an instance uh, virtual machine there will will get its its zone, its region, its, the kernel it runs on, the type of machine it is, and so on. If you run, um, if that machine happens to also be provisioned with something like you know, Chef Puppet and so on, uh, we will also extract some inter- interesting features and, and and layer them on top. So at the end of the day, what you have is you have your your metrics, your data that have all these layers of metadata that you can use for queries, and that turns into something very powerful. Because I'd say before you know, I'd say before us and and before before the cloud, monitoring and and performance analysis was very host centric. So you you know you have you know I don't know twenty hosts, and then you you look at it from a host level. Now I mean you know the 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 average, I don't know, the, the lifetime of a machine on EC2, it can vary from like five minutes to two days or months. But the concept of, of looking at data from a host's perspective is completely obsolete. Yeah. And so, but you still need something that, you, you know, that lets you query and, um, and metadata and tags is what lets, you, what lets you query. So you express your monitoring, you express your analysis kind of, you know, the way you express um, data analysis in the BI world, you run queries and you get results. And then you filter, you you slice, you group by. So we have pretty much the same the same concept, but poured it over to um, to the stuff we do, you know, which is going to be of interest to software engineers, app developers, and, and ops folks. Gotcha. Become sort of yeah, like you said, BI and and, and data analytics, but against uh, against their their environment as opposed to their customer database or their you know, retail database. So, you know, you, you highlighted that, you know, everything kind of gets driven around this timeline. Um, that was one of the things that jumped out at me that was very, very cool is you can kind of do this uh, correlation and causation backwards and, and forwards and everybody that's, that's working on this project has the same thing. Do, do you find that people, um, since you guys do stuff in, in, you know, fairly near real time while things are going on, but then you've got these historical things, are they drawn to, to one to, to one way of looking at it more than the other, or is it because I've got both of those, I can not only see what's going on and then I can, 
you know, kind of draw some models off of what the old stuff was doing and hope that it, it looks the same? Or, I mean, it's, do, do you find people like the real-time stuff more, the, the historic stuff more, certain parts of teams like things better? So that's a great question. And you can actually see it through the product. So I would say, so the real-time matters to everyone. Yeah. Um, the way we see it mostly is two in, in two fashions. One is we see a number of customers with big TVs in their office and then, you know, they want to see stuff happen in real time. Now, this is good from a, you know, information radiation perspective, but this is not how you, you know, you're going to monitor your app. So the other key aspect of, of real time is obviously automated alerting. So we will let you set up alerts and you're using the exact same queries you'd, you'd use to create, um, you know, to create these dashboards. We let you um, express what is um, with a, you know, with, so with a query, what is, um, what an alert, when you should be alerted. So I, I want to be alerted when 20% of my web traffic in a particular um, data center, um, for instance, has a latency that's changed over 20% in the last hour, that kind of stuff. So you can express that kind of complex logic um, and that's where, in reality, most of the real-time stuff happens. Yeah. When people, when when normal, I mean normal people, when people look at the data, typically, you know, the real-time matters, but it, we see a lot more use in, oh, I want to see what happened, you know, um, so past day, or I want to compare today to last month, or, you know, it, this is a lot more around historical, because as you pointed out, where, um, where, where, we see a lot of our customers spending time is is unearthing trends and and relations and coupling between between elements and that usually requires you know looking at data over not just in real time but also um, over longer periods of time so you can sort of validate certain hypotheses you, you make or or you know invalidate them right right now th- th- one of the other things that that jumped out at me is um, so you're 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 presenting information. You're collecting information. You're presenting information. You're you're able to do certain things, and there's an aspect of it that is kind of trying to give people a baseline of what's normal and what are best practices. Um, what was kind of amazing to me when I was looking at it is, you know, and and you can go to your website. You guys show all the integrations you do. You've got stuff that's, you know, pretty common. So you know, we integrate with with Amazon Web Services. We integrate with Git, and we integrate with, you know, some of the services that have been out there a while, like uh, like a Pager Duty. And then, you know, as, as I'm looking around at what people are doing on the web, I mean, there's people who are already going, yeah, I'm running Kubernetes, which is, you know, very, very bleeding edge stuff. And they're like, yeah, and I'm using Datadog to help me with, with services. How do you guys keep up so quickly with all these really, really new stuff and kind of try and build what a best practice looks like when something's so new like that? So um, it, it really, there, there, I think there are two ways we can do that. And um, we're really, we're trying hard. I mean, it doesn't mean we catch, you know, everything, of course. So the first, um, the first way we do it is sometimes we'll, we'll adopt, you know, one of these new technologies. So internally, obviously, when we use something internally, it'll get good treatment from, in, from a data dog integration perspective. Yep. Um, that being said, obviously, we, we couldn't grow just with that model. So what we've done is we've paid special attention to making it easy for um, anybody to extend, to create integration and extend basically the service. And the idea really is for us, we want to be the place where you send your metrics um, and then you can analyze them and so on. To do that, 
we have you have to be able to collect the metrics and we have to just give you enough tooling and you know and and that stuff is on github and you can extend it you can look at example and uh, we'll be happy to take pull requests and integrate so kubernetes um is probably going to end up um, as a first class integration, you know, in a couple of couple of weeks. Hmm. Uh, we've had a number of, of integrations that were essentially um, built by our customers and say, "Hey, I'm using this. Um, I find it, you know, it's it's useful to me. It's probably useful to somebody else who uses the same the same service." So, really, um, we're relying on the community and trying to foster more and more collaboration. Yeah, I think that's that's how we. That's how we do it. That's I, I don't know of any you know a better way. Um, and yeah. you know we try to be we try to give back as much as we can. Uh, but yeah, that's that's I think how we approach the problem. No, that's I mean it's a it's a very cool model and it's and it's kind of uh, it's kind of becoming the way that um, you know a smaller company can can compete because uh, you know I mean uh, management and 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 monitoring and all those tools. I mean there's there is a big market for giant companies. Um, but when you guys do it so modular, you're able to leverage the community. It allows you to 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 do the cool things you do, but at, at, at very large scale, but without having to, you know, invest in thousands of people. And 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 it actually it, it's a, a lot more flexible than you know some of these giant tools that people bought in the past that were quote unquote a single pane of glass or something. So yeah, that's that's very cool. So it's like I can contribute, I can be part of the product, I become part of the community. And you know, I, I suspect it makes your your users and your your community you know that much tighter. Um, you're learning from what they're doing. You're learning from what you do behind the scenes and so forth. Absolutely. Yeah. So a lot of you know, I, w- I would imagine uh, a lot of your customers today, your early customers, are are the folks that are uh, you know sort of digital centric businesses, web centric businesses. Are you are you trying to drive the business to be um, you know a broader appeal or do you find that there's just so much going on in that space right now that um, it's just a matter of, of putting new features into it, helping it scale better? I mean, are you seeing a shift in the types of customers that, that want to use yours or the, or the types of developers that want to use your services to help them move faster? So I, I would say yes. Um, and But, you know, in all fairness, I would say we're not, we're not the reason for the shift. Um, and, and I think the reason for the shift that at least my analysis of it is is cloud computing. Um, you know, sort of not talking about it in, in sort of marketing terms, but just it, it is this. Um, so this decade is we're seeing companies that traditionally, you know, host everything um, internally decide to put stuff on the cloud. And there are many reasons for that. You know, some of them are, are you know, legitimate. Others are because they want to do what, are the, what the rest of the industry is doing, which is also legitimate to some extent. Um, and so that, that, is when, um, that is when a customer or prospect is going to think about monitoring. You know, if when you're in the middle of the cycle, um, there's, no, there's no big transition happening, you're not going to think about ripping out your monitoring because usually you're focused on creating value with, you know, on, on your business and monitoring it is there to support it, but it's not necessarily creating value directly. When you are changing fundamentally the infrastructure, the, the substrate where you build your business, then that's that's a key point where um, where where you're going to think about well, you know, monitoring and, and uh, analytics. What do I have? Is the stuff I have 
currently, does it work where I'm going? And, you know, the answer is by and large, no. And that's, that's why we're, um, we're here. So, um, as a result, what we're seeing is we're seeing, we started indeed with, Digital centric, so companies that do basically all their business on the web and you know more cutting edge. Um, and now we're seeing companies that do stuff, you know, logistics, um, you know, move stuff on trucks between, yeah. you know, it's like all over the place. Um, right. Medical, it's there's no clear. Ver- I mean, there are a few areas, but otherwise, there's no absolutely clear vertical that that we built the company on. So we, we're still for us. We, we're Essentially, saying if you're if you're moving to the cloud, if you're changing the way you do things, uh, you're going to have to to rethink your monitoring story, and 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 that's why we're here. Yeah, no, I mean it makes a, it makes a ton of sense. I know, uh, you know, just in, even in my day to day stuff, it's every company every company's kind of becoming a technology company, like you said, whether you're moving packages or you're you're doing freight or you're you're in retail or whatever. I mean, at the end of the day people want to interact with you electronically you're dealing with devices they're having to run websites 24 7 so i mean it makes it makes total sense it it's being in the right place with this move movement to the web and and uh and that growth now you guys are uh you guys are based um out of new york city and on the east coast and so forth obviously you you talk quite a bit you're at a lot of events um i'll put some links to the to some of your recent talks do you guys find there's a different uh, kind of culture, or do you, do you find that you know New York City and the way they think about stuff is works better for you guys? Uh, whether it's getting talent, or whether it's kind of how you think about uh, running a business, than maybe you see out on the West Coast or anything like that. That's a good question. I think um, from from the perspective of running a business, um, it, it's hard to say. I don't think there's, there are major differences. Um, you know, around you know fundraising and that kind of stuff. Yes, the, you know, you could you could find different different approaches, but in general, I'd say um, talent is definitely the, the pool on the East Coast is you know probably not as big as in the West Coast, but it, it it's it's hard. It's a little bit apple to oranges sometimes. So. Um, we're happy, obviously, to to, um, to to have the business in New York City. I have to say that when we got started, so we, you know, we're we're unlike a lot of startups, especially back back in uh, 2010 um, in New York, where it's traditionally a lot of ad tech, a lot of new media, or I mean, what's called now media, and we're this sort of black sheep of doing. You know, technical stuff that um, only really spoke to practitioners, and then when we were kind of shopping around the idea and and trying to back then raise money, people would look at us and say, I, I don't I have no idea what you're talking about. So, um, it, it, and in a sense, you know, the West Coast has a very uh, is a much more profound culture of of technology. So, so that that was that's clearly something that's different. I think the scene in in New York has to some extent. I wouldn't say caught up as has uh, improved a lot. So um, we are, you know, and, and all the the major um, tech company have open big offices here as well. So so it's a, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's well. They used to say, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Um, I would say that um, it, it's a great place to start a business. Yeah. You know, it's but it, ultimately we started here also because uh, you know we we're New Yorkers, so that's yeah. that's where we have to live. So yeah, no, that's cool. So uh, w- one last question. I know you know we, we get a lot of listeners who um, you know they're trying to figure out what are the next big trends, what's what's emerging, what should they be kind of digging into in terms of learning. You guys obviously get tons of visibility. Are you are you seeing? 
certain trends even over the last 12 months, whether it's in programming languages or the way that people are building apps that, um, you know, people should start digging into more maybe than they, they should have 12, 18 months ago or something, anything like that? Any, any sort of good insight that for people that are looking for the next big things? Yeah, um, I mean, I yes, I, I think I can identify a few. So from a programming language I think the 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 language. So we've started to use more and more is Go, um, and you know we're not we're not necessarily trailblazing here, but um, for the kind of for for backend um, programming, I think you know Java and, and the various dialects of Java are are good are a good match. Um, Go is um, is is really good. Um, so that's I'd say if you're thinking of of doing backend uh, work in the backend, I think it's a must now. Um, and and for us, we also. Th- we see it also as a great um, indicator that you know, from a hiring perspective, you know, somebody's is start start to use Go. It's it's a good it's a good sign. It's not necessarily you know it's 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 just a you know one one signal that we can look yeah. at. Okay. Yeah, and um, so, so you guys are using that. Are you seeing that from your customers as, or you know, from your customers as well, or do you? Is there other good signals that you're seeing? Um, we're from from our customers. Um, we are seeing also a lot of a lot of Docker, a lot of containers, um, and that's um, you know again maybe no surprise. We're we're seeing actually in production at a number of shops, which um, is is both interesting, a little bit surprising when when I when I saw the data because um, you know it, it's still fairly fairly cutting edge. I mean it's it's it you know it's been around the the containers have been around for a while, but. Um, I'd say it's something that we're that really I think is changing the way people conceive um, architectures now, and and I think that's you know that's for the best. So I'd say you know my my two um, my two choices right now would be Go and Docker. Um, you know we've seen also Elasticsearch you know take take off like crazy. Um, so that's Kafka. I think is a good, also a great, um, a great tool to have in um, in your toolbox when you're building sort of large scale, real time um, streaming kind of applications. Okay, very very cool. So yeah, we are always interested in the guys who who do a lot of monitoring on the back end for various cloud things as to what insights they see because you're aggregating so much. So. Very, very cool. Well, listen, um, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Um, you know, folks, I'll, I'll I'll say this. Go go check out the stuff they do. It's very, very cool. It's it's very powerful. Um, I know you guys do. There's trials and stuff you can get on the website. Um, where, if, if people want to, you know, kind of interact with your team, uh, where are you guys going to be, events and shows and stuff over the next, I don't know, three, four months and stuff? Yeah. They might see you out and about. So um, we will be... We will be at AWS reInvent in Las Vegas um, next month, and I, I don't think you'll be able to miss us there um, based on, on our, what I've seen of our plans. Yep. Um, we will be – I think our very next show is DevOps Days in Chicago next week. Um, I'll be speaking at NGINXConf um, at the end of the month. And um, and also we have uh, we're on uh, we're on RC on Freenode we have a, a data dog uh, channel so that's what, and it's it's staffed basically with um, uh, we know with engineers so that's a great way to ask questions um, we use it as a way to interact with our customers with prospects um, so that's 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 where you can find us if you don't um, if you don't travel where where we happen to to be okay very very cool well listen uh, again. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on tonight. I know um, one, of, one of the other sort of uh, little things that we get from going to the shows a lot, I, I have one of your T-shirts. I think I ran by it 
when you were, it was at the end of a show, they gave me a little tiny one. My daughter wears it to bed as a sleeping thing every night. So when I put her to bed every night, I see the data dog logo. So I see you guys all the time. Uh, your stuff is very cool. The feedback I get from people is very cool. And uh, thank you for being on tonight. So uh, thank folks, you very much, Brian. So folks, for Alexi and for Aaron, who's off traveling at Monktoberfest this weekend, um, thanks for listening to the show. As always, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can follow us at the CloudcastNet on Twitter or obviously at thecloudcast.net on the web for everything that we do, social media and, and everything else. So for Alexi and for Aaron, thanks for everybody for listening and have a great weekend. Thank you.